the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. As soon as Jesus and the disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And Jesus cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place. And there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found Jesus, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. Jesus answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And Jesus went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. season to be sick. So is it a fever? Is it a cold? Haven't you had those conversations? Over the years, I've started popping Airborne or Zycam at the onset of a sore throat or a fever or just feeling sick. Maybe your remedy eventually is a neti pot or a decongestant, vitamin C or zinc. The list goes on. This past summer, an acupuncturist suggested me something called cold quell. People call it a magic drug online. And now, whenever I begin to feel I'm getting sick, I pop these cold quells. Of course, fluids and rest and reducing stress are part of that healing package. Well, there's illness. There's illness in today's gospel. Simon's mother-in-law has fever. But we know the ending already, don't we? Jesus will come and make everything better. In fact, Jesus takes the woman by the hand, lifts her up, heals her, and she starts serving. But before we make this story too simple, Let's reflect a little bit on illness. Author Firuza Dumas lives in Munich after residing previously in California. Weeks before she was scheduled to have a hysterectomy, she discussed 
painkillers with three different medical personnel in Germany. She was expecting to be in great pain when she got home and hoped for a prescription for a Vicodin. She wanted something to knock her out when she went to bed and perhaps even half of the day. Instead, she was told that during surgery, she would, given, she would be given strong painkillers, but that when she got home, she wouldn't need narcotics. Now you can take ibuprofen, the anesthesiologist said, but it's not good for your kidneys, so be careful. Now Feruza didn't mention to the doctor that she popped ibuprofen-like candy why else do they come in such supersized tablets in American warehouse stores? But these are the lines from the German doctor that caught her off guard and made her think. Pain is part of life, he said. We cannot eliminate it, nor do we want to. The pain will guide you. You will know to rest more. You will know when you are healing. If I give you Vicodin, you will no longer feel the pain, yes, but you will no longer know what your body is telling you. Now hear me, I'm not knocking medications. I'm old enough to be on a couple, and I am thankful for them. But when medicine becomes treating body parts and symptoms without, without awareness of our whole body and our whole self, our whole person, as Chinese medicine reminds us, we're missing part of healing. Some of you remember Thomas More for his popular book, Care of the Soul, earlier. His new one is called Ageless Soul, and I'm reading it now, and it's about the wisdom that we gain or seek as we age. More says that most of us think of physical illness as a breakdown kind of like your car breaks down, so you go and you get it repaired. Yet illness affects us emotionally. It affects us relationally. It affects us intellectually. And he says that it forces us to re-examine our lives, to face our mortality, to sort out our values. Spiritually speaking, we might ponder what invitation there is for us when we're sick, what invitation lies behind each illness. And we all know, whether we are young and healthy or not, we will all face illness either ourselves or with someone we love. Jesus is called the great physician. His mission, his purpose is to bring peace, wholeness, healing, Wherever there's brokenness, wherever there is illness, wherever there, wherever there is social fragmentation of any kind. So today, we will offer you the opportunity to be anointed with oil as a sign of God's healing presence. There will be an anointing station right after you receive the wine. A cross with oil will be marked on your forehead as a reminder of your baptism with the simple words, Receive this oil as a sign of healing and wholeness in Christ. Now, maybe that seems strange to you. Maybe you're not sick and you're feeling great today. Maybe you're young and healthy. 
that you probably know someone struggling with physical or mental illness. But there's more. Illness can be thought about in other ways as well. Fever is not just high temperature. We use that metaphor to speak of the fever of life. We know that, the frenetic, workaholic, 24-7 stressful pace that can also bring us down. And the endless news cycle does not help, does it? But think of all the social ills that debilitate our world, our country, our city. Consider the wounds our earth is facing due to human consumption and carelessness. In this feverish life, we long for the wholeness and healing that only God can bring. So when Jesus raises up Simon's mother-in-law, some scholars say that it's the first resurrection story in Mark. The woman rises up and she begins serving. And maybe that's our desire too, whether we're a student, whether we're in our working years, whether we're retired. We desire to have a purpose, to use our gifts and passions, and to join in God's mission of mending the world, what Jews call tikkun olam. But did you also notice how, how Jesus needs time away, time away in the deserted place, in the quiet, to find his center? There's a powerful metaphor Another powerful metaphor, we should say, in the reading from Isaiah. Did you hear the reference to eagles? Okay, my one Super Bowl nod. <laughs> but this is one of the great poetic passages in the Bible. It evokes God bearing the people with eagles' wings, like in the Exodus story, in exhaustion, in oppression, in illness, in deepest need, and in darkest night, when the fever seems without end, God hears our cry and empowers, supports, undergirds, heals. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted, but those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Whoa, that's hard for those of us these days who find waiting difficult, let alone waiting for God. How hard it is to be flat on your back and have to learn dependence. Yet often it is precisely then and precisely there that God enfolds us with healing and gives us, gives us wings to fly. So Feruza, Feruza, who I talked about earlier, she brings a lot of medication with her when she goes to Germany from this country, all over-the-counter stuff, all, over, all meant to take away discomfort. Yet here's the thing, she took her doctor's advice after her surgery, and her husband brought her a pot of tea. She was bored, and she was tired, and the hardest part of being sick for her, like us, right, 
was lingering in bed or on the sofa. Now, she took a few ibuprofen the first day, but realized she didn't need them. What she really needed, she said, what I feel I really need so often is a patience pill, right? Learning how to wait. But every day, Feruza's body felt a little better. So she drank mint tea, and she drank fennel tea, and she drank homemade chai with ginger, ginger and cardamom and pepper. And when she told her doctor, who was always holding that typical cup of chamomile tea in her hand, when she told her doctor that she had been resting, she resisted saying, like she wanted to, that she had been doing nothing. After all, she was learning to wait, and she had been healing, and that is something.